What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, so now that college football season is officially over, can we talk about how Georgia dominated TCU? Dominated TCU, and I am living for every moment of it. As we all know, I am a big football girl emphasis on the college football, although I do enjoy it all. The Friday Night Lights, the NFL, not as good as college and stuff, but they're up there. They have their moments. And all I have to say is Georgia dominating them the way that they did gave me so much joy because TCU's coach was talking about how they were talking smack about the conference. Okay. Now, listen, if you're not a part of the SEC, I understand the hate. I mean, most people want to join us for a reason. Hello. Shout out to Texas and Oklahoma joining soon. And if everybody was to join us, there would literally be no point of conferences. So some of y'all just have to stay where you are. And unfortunately, if you're outside the club, you hate because you can't get in. That is TCU. So they finally got their opportunity to go to the natty. And this is what we got. Um, I think the whole reason that expansion is needed is because we still end up with these type of games and these type of teams. The national championship was played a, literally a week before between Georgia and Ohio State. And listen, it was the better game. It was the best game out of all the playoff games. And it really should have been our natty. With the four teams, we don't get the best four teams in the country. We get I would say probably the most deserving teams. And I don't even know if it's fully deserving because sometimes it's just luck on the way that the cards fall. Because let's be honest, we know that TCU is not is not a top four team in the country. They could have went undefeated and they're still not a top four team in the country. All right. There are so many teams that I could think of, even ones that I wouldn't even want in, that would have done a much better job than TCU. But I'm here for that demolish and that beatdown and that embarrassment of it because, uh, yeah, that's what their head coach gets for talking crap about our conference and making it seem like we had to play big, bad Texas. First of all, Texas is so overrated. They get how many players top like four stars and five stars and nothing is done with them. Uh, okay <laughs> like we can't depend on Texas to be an elite team hence why I don't even know why the conference was like yes Texas come over here they all right they okay so is Oklahoma they all right they, they okay it's not like we're adding anything special to the conference but I mean it's all opinionated if that's your team I know you are probably flaming up at my words but that's all right it's the truth <laughs> and more than just you know Georgia dominating TCU they just they are a beast the program that Kirby Smart is building over there is something special like it's not just elite players it's also top like recruiting top coaching they make some very smart coaching decisions in the most pivotal moments and even when they should have lost they still win because it's just a combination of the whole entire program that they're building people want to compare them to Bama but I don't know I think Kirby has something special in his own unique twist to whatever he's doing over there and for the last time because now it's back to, you know, Auburn. <laughs> Go dogs.
next thing I want to talk about is my team, of course. Hugh Freeze is doing the damn thing. And as we all know, I was pretty skeptical about Hugh Freeze coming. I was like, ew, no, I don't want him out of all the coaches to know. But first and foremost, every time we play Ole Miss, it's personal. Did you hear me, Lane? Every time we play y'all, it is personal because at this point you've done this to so many teams you always act like you're leaving when you're not really leaving just to get more money I ain't I'm not mad at you finessing the game all right because I didn't believe it for a long time but you you got me at the end you finessed me at the end so I just want you to know that every time we beat you it will be personal and shout out to Hugh Freeze shout out to my whole Auburn staff because they have been hitting the ground running and recruiting like crazy but I would be remiss to not give credit where credit is due to Hugh Freeze like he has stepped up I loved from his introduction speech to my team like listen we're not family but we will get a chance to build and really you know become family and that seemed genuine and he is building a machine over there and he is doing what he was hired to do which is get Auburn back to its true blue blood glory and I'm here for it I am here for it so I have to eat my words against not wanting you freeze because he is doing his job for my team and that's all I can ask for okay and like I said can we hurry up and get 12 teams four is not enough Four is definitely not enough. Next thing that I want to talk about is, so y'all know how I'm supposed to be doing better about not shutting down and giving people the opportunity to share their perspective, blah, 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 that nonsense. Well, I've had two situations since the year has started so far where I was trying to handle it in a more mature way, give the other parties the opportunities to share and or answer questions that I had versus just making assumptions for them, making their answers for them and shutting down and feeling some type of way. Um, I'm very proud of myself. It's a lot easier said than done for a person like me who is notorious for shutting down. Um but I have been attempting to actually do the work. Have I seen better results? Um, I don't know. I mean, because some of the questions that I ask, I already know the answer to. And then other stuff is just like, you have to give the person their their chance to say whatever they need to say. And they should have that. Every person should be allowed I guess it's just that sometimes the stuff that's said is stuff that I already knew so it's like I have to have an extra conversation when I don't even want to have the the first conversation it's not that like I'm afraid to have the conversation it's just like I really don't want to put in the effort or energy like that type of time but I've had two situations and I've given both parties the opportunity to you know talk about it not make assumptions and I do feel like I guess overall it's better for it because everything is on the table and it's no more like it could be this it could be that it's just done it's already nipped in the bud and yeah so let's just say Mickey is proud of herself for actually doing something that she said that she was going to do which is not like I have a problem with that but I mean really doing the work to not shut down as you guys know I've been struggling with this really my whole life but I've been trying to hold myself more accountable within recent years so very proud of myself very proud of myself and final thing that I want to talk about in our intro is the multiple batches of classified documents that they keep finding um when Joe Biden was like VP 
Yo, listen, if Trump's was bad, this is bad too. I see a lot of Democrats making excuses like, oh, it's not the same. Trump wouldn't cooperate with the lawyers. Biden's going to cooperate. He's going to let them investigate, blah, 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 blah. I mean, taking classified documents out is taking classified documents out, point blank, period. Where is the protocol? Because I could have swore that somebody came on a show don't want to say no names because I don't want to do allegedly and all that kind of stuff. But I saw somebody come on a show, explain the process of how they signed their documents. And I don't know if this is not the same for different people in chain and commands or whatever, but they need a uniformed process on how to handle classified documents. Because from what I heard for certain people, these people would come, the uh, briefcase would be handcuffed to their wrist, and then they would sign the documents with it still handcuffed, lock it back, blah, 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 like some real like official stuff, right? How in the hell does the president and the vice president get to take important documents out and just leave them around? And the only reason the investigation is happening is because, well, the, the only reason we know, which is, duh, the most of the time, the only reason we know half of the stuff is because the media was going to report it anyways. <laughs> so that's why the rest of the public knows. But they kind of knew before that it was even reported, before they came out, I was like, oh, by the way, they were already doing it. And their excuse was that they were under investigation. I guess we'll let them slide with that excuse because I don't really know the protocol for their investigation and what they're allowed to share to the public and what they're not. However, I don't see making an excuse for Joe Biden if we're not making an excuse for Donald Trump. Period. Like he took documents out. He left him at Mar-a-Lago or whatever. And people want to be like, it's a utility closet. Joe had him in his garage. Like even Joe was like in my locked garage. Sir, all you got to do is walk through your house, go to your garage. Bam, it's there. All you got to do is break into your garage. Bam, the documents allegedly were found allegedly do y'all hear me? So they'll be coming after me allegedly found next to his tire like his Corvette tire in the garage that's put up in a safe place in your lot garage. I don't think so. Um, they need a process, a true process. And honestly, in my opinion, Joe Biden just helped Trump's case when it came to the documents. And I know you can try to get them on all the other charges. If I was Merrick Garland, I'd just be focused on the other charges with the insurrection and all the other stuff, because he just Joe Biden just definitely screwed you over because the excuse of oh my god well, it was in a locked place or oh my god it was an accident I didn't know why can't Trump use the same excuse I mean I'm just saying just because one one is blue and one is red if the shoe fits wear it you know so I don't think it's a good look Joe and I think Everybody needs a very specific protocol because there are attorney generals, there are lawyers, there are people who worked, you know, under the president, under the VP and stuff, and they would be prosecuted and serve some jail time for taking these documents out. And we think that the president and the VP shouldn't face any repercussions. And again, this isn't VP like Kamala Harris. This is VP like Joe Biden when he was VP. Okay, let's make this very clear. I'm talking about Joe Biden and Trump. Joe Biden when he was VP, Trump when he was the president. And the documents <laughs> that are being found from when Joe was VP is being revealed as he is our current president. And they say women can't run the country.
because oh the problems we'll have well I've seen the job that men do and all I gotta say is pick better men around the country all right so the next topic that I want to discuss on this week's episode is all right can we talk about how men are the ones who can't handle things but then project it onto women sometimes and of course this doesn't apply to every single man nor does it apply to a man who may have done it every single time but listen I've noticed this since I was younger there are a lot of times where they'd be like oh women could never handle this situation if I told them the truth about this or women could never like really be down for this and this and this a lot of times men don't know what we're comfortable with or what we can handle because they never give us the opportunity to handle it or figure out what we're comfortable with or not because they in their own right make the decision for us or whatever but I also noticed that some men again this is not apply to all men and I'm not trying to man bash here that there will be times where they will create these situations that may make you uncomfortable may make them uncomfortable may be harmful to you no have completely lack of respect and disregard for you but as soon as they have to deal with the mess that they made, it's like, ooh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, what? Like, how are you not comfortable in a situation that you made? And it's probably because, like, duh, it's an awkward situation that I made. I didn't do this to be involved in an awkward situation. I did it because it was something fun that I wanted to do. And it pleased my flesh. Like, duh, that's why I did it. But I just think men are hilarious because a lot of times and I know it's not the case with every single woman but a lot of times it's just the principle on certain things like just have a basic decency of respect like of course uh, certain things are gonna make us ladies feel some type of way period like we're human but also it's the fact that men want to be like oh it's really this when it's like no sir it was the principle it was the lack of truth it was the the way you've been about it it was the way that it had to be exposed like a plethora of reasons that it could be but men love to be like women can't handle this women can't handle that maybe she's pissed at the disrespect maybe she's pissed at the principle of the thing maybe she's pissed that you made a decision on what she can and cannot handle without giving her the option to really acknowledge and be truthful with her own self let alone you about what she can and can't handle but she'll never know until she's in certain situations and she has no choice but to figure it out like men love to tell us what we can't handle and then make the decision for us like mm -mm, come on man stop it and again this is not to apply apply to every man nor nor am I sitting up here trying to bash the man there are some good men out here okay and even if you've done it before it doesn't automatically make you a bad one but I have noticed this since I was younger like I mean younger men will they love to be like oh women are over emotional this and that this and that but when you really get older and you really think about like what the man did and how he went about it, like certain stuff that men do, they just add like a, an extra layer of disrespect to it. Like, damn, like you didn't just have to do a fucked up thing, but you had to be like extra vindictive or sneaky or add like a sprinkle some disrespect on top. Like the overall situation wasn't enough. Now let's add the sprinkles of disrespect. All right. I mean, cool. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. But at the same time, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with these men, ladies? What are we going to do? Ladies, 
Have you ever felt like you were slept on, but in reality, it was you sleeping on yourself? (laughs) Just me? Nah, I doubt it. All right. So listen, not even just from the perspective of like business wise, right? But even how others view us, whether male or female. In the words of Brene Brown, the story we tell ourselves, right? And if you don't really understand that, basically, it's just like, okay, say you have an interaction with a person and then maybe their body language is a little different or their tone was a little different than what you think. And without them directly telling you, this is what I meant or this is, you know, this was my intention behind it. We tell ourselves our own stories of what we interpret it to be, whether it's actually true or not. The story we tell ourselves. So I had this whole plan to rant about how I felt others slept on me, blah, blah, blah. People weren't noticing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the level of like puke and like kind of insecure if we're going to be honest a little bit of insecurities and just like um sense of like validation from like the wrong source and it was just bad you know like I could hear how it was going to come out I wasn't gonna bash any man or whatever but it was gonna be about me like how I'm so slept on blah 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 and then it's like as I started to go into it and I got ready to like record this segment I was like ew no I'm changing this whole thing up because just a no it's not right so I thought about why what was my real reasoning of of feeling like I was so slipped on by other men and, and everything and why does it matter if they slipped on me or not that was the question that I started to ask myself when I was sitting down planning this next segment because I was like really thinking and doing the work and I was like okay even if I do feel like I'm slept on why does their opinion matter over mine and what does validation from men that you may or may not care about what is it really doing is it really healing me in any kind of way or is it like temporarily feeding the ego kind of thing these were the questions that I asked myself and how did I really view myself was the true question And when I took the time to think about it, well, I reminded myself of the best parts of me, okay? And there's a lot, (laughs) as I'm sure there's a lot with you and how I need to stop sleeping on my own self. It shouldn't matter what others think about me and easier said than done because we're human, right? We're human. We... It's easy to say, oh, I don't care. But at some point in different times, we may care or we may look to for validation from human beings when really we should fill ourselves up. And if you believe in God, he is the only one that gives you true validation. Like we're looking for validation from people who didn't even create themselves, let alone create us. Right. Like Even if they can't, even if you came from your parents, like they can't fulfill you in a way that God can fulfill you. And that's just point blank period. And as I was reflecting on these different kind of questions, it made me think like, again, why do I care? Why do I care about the opinions of other people? Why am I looking for this temporary? Because it's not even going to fulfill me in like a true sense. Like they'd be like, oh, that's nice. That feels good to know that you want me. Like that's kind of like egotistical, right? Like I know you want me, but I really don't. It's like, 
thank you for feeding my ego. But at the same time, not only do I not care about making a deposit back to you, but I also am going to pay you no mind. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of wild within itself, right? And so, yeah, like I said, it shouldn't matter what others thought about me. And the wise ones already know not to sleep on me. Okay. Shout out to the wise ones. And honestly, thank God my wisdom came back to me and my light bulb clicked back on. That's an old school saying. Have you guys heard that BK fam? Like everybody's light bulb doesn't click on at the same time. <laughs> so ladies, sometimes we focus on others, not uh, thinking we're not hot enough, not cute enough, not sexy enough, whichever word you like to use, right? Beautiful. Or that we're not qualified enough. You know, because it's not always about appearance. Maybe we're not qualified for a certain role or to do this or do that. And we're constantly trying to live up to what's expected or trying to fit into a mold that's not a one size fits all. And listen, hear me when I say this. You are hot. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are magical. You are miraculous and so much more. You don't need anyone to tell you that. You know that for yourself. And if you don't know that for yourself and you don't feel it, do the work to remind yourself of who the fuck you are. Excuse my language, but for real, remind yourself you are that girl. You've always been that girl. You'll always be that girl, whether you are the, the, the hat of mom, businesswoman, CEO, daughter, friend, whatever. You are that girl. Remind yourself of how much <laughs> you are that girl. And I don't mean like in a like, in like a feed my ego kind of way. I mean like in a, no. And again, if you believe in God, God says I'm all of this. Okay. Like I'm a masterpiece. I am a lot. I am miraculous. I am freaking awesome. Like point blank period. I'm freaking awesome. And you guys need to remind yourself of how awesome you are. And for my men that's listening, this applies to you too. But I know that men, I've always said that most of the men that I've seen in my life, they do a great job, but not only not losing themselves, but not necessarily losing the confidence within themselves. But I know that it's possible for even men to lose the confidence within themselves. Remember men, no matter the hats that you're wearing, you are that guy. You've been that guy. You'll always be that guy. And for the men, you don't need random females to validate you in certain ways. You know you're the stuff, okay? I mean, and them wanting you like that, it's a reminder. It's a reminder. So, of course, the feelings that I was feeling is normal, normal. You know, you want to be reminded. But when you really think about why, when you get to the core of why, they were the questions that I had were answers that I could answer for myself and that I could really fix <laughs> by myself without having to have strangers or something tell me like, oh, girl, you're hot. <laughs> of course, girl. So, yeah, I want you guys to remind yourself of how great you are. Never forget it. All right. You don't need anyone to tell you that. Remember, know that for yourself. Remind yourself, have that confidence in yourself. And just because you have confidence, it doesn't automatically make you egotistical and self-centered. You just believe in yourself. You just love yourself. And you know that you're qualified to do a multitude of things. What do I always say, BK fam? Not this or that, this and that. 
I don't care. Listen, I don't care if you need to do post-it notes around the house, if you need to be like being Mary Jane and put them up all over the mirror and stuff, do whatever it takes. Look yourself in the mirror and speak life into yourself. Not just when you feel low, but on a daily. Life and death is in the power of the tongue or death and life, whichever way, like sticks with you better. But regardless, the words that we speak have power. Our thoughts have power. Speak life into yourself on a regular. Whatever you need, make sure you remind yourself how powerful and magical that you truly are. All right? And let's be honest, validation from others, it may feel good, even if it's just for the moment, but it's not the most important validation. You have to remember who God called you to be because sometimes we forget, okay? Even me. Sometimes we let others tell us and unfortunately may even let others define us, but oh, no more. Do you hear me, ladies? And for the men too, oh, no more. And back to my women real quick. Final note, ladies. Remember, you are worthy and deserving to be loved fully and wholeheartedly. Don't be a placeholder for any man until he finds his one. All right. Shall I say this again to my ladies? Because I know this applies more to my women than it does my men. Ready? Deep breath. All right. Don't be a placeholder for any man until he finds his one. Okay, that's my gem. (laughs) You need to get yourself right to be ready for your right one. And most importantly, no matter the area, whether it's relationships or any area in your life, never, never, ever settle. Don't y'all love when it's like raining and it's just a chill day? Like if you don't got to be like too much in the rain. Like I don't like to go outside and be rained on, but I love recording or like reading books or just like even when I'm having time with God, if it's raining and be able to look out the window, as long as I don't have to drive or be walking in it because, oh my God, I had so many days of having to walk in the rain and I mean heavy, heavy rain gratitude for a car now okay and um yeah I don't miss those days I don't miss those days but sometimes it's so nice and rain will definitely set the vibe so sometimes I like recording with the rain if you hear that noise in the back that's the rain but moving on the final thing that I want to talk about on this episode is ready Mm -hmm. I've been thinking over the different type of friendships that I've had over the years like just I've had a a really diverse different kind of friends whether it was race gender just different kind of childhoods different kind of traumas backgrounds all of the above you know and I've, I've enjoyed them I've thoroughly enjoyed them I've learned a lot from them whether they are still here or not they taught me many life lessons and they kind of helped me some for the better some for the worse shape me into who I am today and just to the point in my life of where I'm at. So as I was reflecting, I was thinking of different things like, where could I have shown up better as a friend? Or do I have empathy for things that upset me in the past? Like, am I really growing? Am I really putting in the work? Because as we all know, it takes two to tango. And although 
I think I'm a pretty great friend. I'm not oblivious to the fact that I can be a much better friend to my friends and maybe to even friends in the past because I'm not perfect. And there could have been needs that they needed to have met that I wasn't meeting or there could have been different things that they were going through that I wasn't seeing or I didn't have empathy to because it was like my pain was more important than their pain kind of thing so I always like reflect it doesn't matter how great of a friend and I I plan to use that like that kind of mindset as a mom and as a wife and you know as a as a boss and I don't think that I'm ever done growing. I don't think that I'm ever done learning. And I don't think that everything was like always like a hundred percent, like I was a hundred percent clear without fault. Something led up to it, or there's always ways to improve and be better, even for the people that we're already great for. So I try to take stuff like that into consideration. I also thought about like, what were some of the good parts? And most importantly, why did I choose them as a friend? And why did they choose me? And I thought about every single friend that I've had. Um, Well, yeah, every single friend, because as we all know, friend is used kind of loosely. So a lot of people that would, you know, maybe I've called a friend, they weren't really friends. They were more like associates, (laughs) which associates isn't bad, but it's not like you want a person I can really depend on and call, you know, if I really needed to, you want a person that I really trusted with my business or anything. So like, that's what I mean. Um, But my actual friends and actual friends that I had, even if I picked wrong, I question why did I pick them? And why did they pick me? Where was I in that season in my life? Where is that possibly still showing up in other areas in my life? So let's go down memory lane, shall we? (laughs) I have an old friend, right? Who I honestly, I never thought that we would grow apart until we did. And listen, we could set the world on fire together if we wanted to you could even say possibly my evil twin okay something that I always respected about this person was they were authentically their self okay didn't hide any parts didn't try to seem better than they were and didn't try to make it you know make it seem better than they were and then try to look good to other people like this was not that person they were very okay with being the villain and as bad as that sounds I respect that so much I'll say all the time like I'm the hero in some people's stories I'm the villains in others I wear my hat and I own it well and I play my part okay it's not to say that if I am the villain in some people's stories I'm gonna go out of my way to hurt them or whatever I'm not trying to do that but for some people I'm not the greatest and for some people in their stories, in their eyes, I am the bad guy. And that's okay. It's not okay, but it's like okay to the point where I'm not going to consistently beat myself up for it. I'm not going to change myself to try to get your opinion to change because I could be the nicest person in the world to you. But if I'm still the villain or the bad guy in some form or fashion to you, then that's just what it is. I'm not going to overexert myself to change the opinion of somebody who i really don't care about that would be a waste a waste of energy when I can put it into people who I do love and who love me back right but also aware that I'm not always right and I do show up as the bad guy sometimes and owning and being accountable for how I drop the ball in those friendships or 
how even if they weren't friendships even they were like associates or whatever just how I necessarily showed up negative in someone else's life so I can learn from it and not show up that way in other people's lives whether I love them or not I don't want to keep repeating the same negative patterns does that make sense okay so listen it's not easy to go against what society wants or to stick to your guns when everybody else wants you to change. And this person definitely lied on me and I'm 100% positive. Also, I'm sure they lied to me, but they were never going to sugarcoat anything. And that is something else that I like because in my household, my mom never sugarcoated things with us either. This person was brutally honest, even if it hurt your feelings. And I was the same. Although I've learned to temper it and try to do things the right way. Do I get it right all the time? Absolutely not. But do I try? Of course. <laughs> I remember I would get mad at when this person um, would come over because I would take the time to clean and sometimes they would fall asleep shortly after they got to my house. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I just took all this time to clean. How dare you just come over here and just sleep? Like this is supposed to be the time that we're actually supposed to spend time or whatever. And I would get upset about it. Like I wouldn't, honestly, I would be upset in my head, but I don't even think I ever addressed this issue with the person nor gave them the opportunity to even fix the problem because it was just something I was mad about and I just kept it to me. I don't think I ever told the person that I would be upset about that. And but it was revealed like in my prayer time when I was talking to God about it or whatever and having reflection that my home at times was this person's safe haven like other people's homes were for me. And that just gave me a whole new revelation and opened my eyes and helped me have more empathy and compassion for it. So I just want to say that I'm sorry I didn't see the correlation back then. You definitely deserve peace from your home and life in general. Okay. I think overall, I brought you peace in a chaotic world and in your own way, you did for me too. <laughs> what a mature version of our friendship would have looked like? I have no idea. Probably could have been great. And if you ever hear this one day, I want you to know that all of it wasn't bad. But there are seasons for everything and everyone. You already know I'm a firm believer in that. I will say you made it harder on every friend that came after you. I never questioned friendships the way I did, you know, before you. And there are friends to this day that pay the price because of things that you have done. And it took me, again, talking to God and just really reflecting on the kind of friends that I've had to really acknowledge like, oh, shit, this is how you're bleeding on people who didn't cut you. They're paying the price. They're reaping a harvest, not necessarily a great harvest, but they are reaping a harvest of seeds they didn't plant. Somebody else planted these seeds. If anybody deserves this harvest, it was them. But even then, you got to get to a place of maturity where you don't even want to, you're, it's not your goal to, you know, punish people in general, but especially people who you love. Because if it takes you, I always have this thing, if it takes me punishing you, in order to get you to feel the pain. Like I never want you to feel the pain you inflicted on me. I really wish and pray and I try my hardest to explain or 
not always because we all know I shut down but when I do have moments of trying to explain like I really am trying to get you to get it without you having to experience it because it's not really my job to punish you and even if I'm not directly punishing the passive aggressiveness is not okay either so that's something else that I'm definitely trying to work on but this friend absolutely made it harder on every single friend that came after and that is definitely something that um I'm working on I'm working on uh like I said I never questioned friendships the way that I did uh after this person and when I say question friendships I mean in the way of like I'm always so worried about dealing with too much or staying for too long and I'm trying to pick up on the signs quicker when to walk away like you know who's really for me who's really not like the way this person went about things made me question who was really in my corner. Was I dealing with wolves in sheep's clothing? And I mean, honestly, betrayal will do that to you. It really will. And even though it's not my job to take this journey with you anymore, I still wish you the best. I really do. As I continue to heal from the scars you caused, as you already know, you are free and forgiven. May you be better wiser and greater and reflecting back although honestly not right I understand more now than I definitely did back then that you were in survival mode and survival mode brings out a different version of us and unfortunately it's not always the best I should know okay I should know I've seen the version of myself in survival mode and it's not always the prettiest at all but I do say this, okay? The best is yet to come for both of us. The best is yet to come for both of us. And may we both find people that truly want the best for us and that will take the time to truly get to know us and truly try to understand us and truly see us for who we actually are at our core and learn to dance around our fires with us not shame us for the flames that we have. Blank curves, blank curves.